I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Yeah, it's fine. It was all wrong. It doesn't have to be true. I just have to say it with confidence. I learned that from presidents. Anyway. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 123 of Not the Podcast You Deserve, when we're talking about She-Hulk, episode 7. And guys, before we talk about this episode... I like to bring up um, something that one of our guest hosts at one point in time, uh, Brandon Rolf, um, our good friend, he texted me about She-Hulk. And this was a while back. I meant to bring this up a couple of times. But after the Megan the Stallion episode, Brandon Rolf texted me and said, as soon as I saw Megan the Stallion, I knew what kind of series I was getting. Tony Stark died for nothing. Oh, <laughs> which, <my laughs> which I think is the, is the funniest is the funniest way anybody's uh, summed up She-Hulk <laughs> to this point was uh, Tony Stark died so that Megan the Stallion could be in the MCU twerking with our She-Hulk, who is in poorly CGI fashion. That being said, this was, episode seven was, I think, one of my favorite episodes of the series thus far. And I don't really know why. Um, I think it's because we're starting to see a little bit of the plot. But I want to open up with that opening scene um, of the living room long shot where you see Jen doing different stuff, getting ready um, for her date and all that jazz. I thought that was really well done and a really cool scene. Um, And then I really liked the fun date montage of her and Josh. Um, His name Mm. is Josh, right? Yeah, Josh. Which, while I was doing some research for this episode, um, I figured out that Josh might be uh, a, a character from the comics named Josh Glenn who has screen crush brought this to my attention. Uh, he, Josh Glenn in the comics is a, like a non-powered supervillain who goes by the name hate monger. And he mm. basically is just really into like subreddit pages about hating people and <laughs> puts on a mask and stuff, but I don't think has any powers. I'll be honest and say, I've never seen hate monger in an Avengers comic. So I, I don't think he's going to end up being a big player. So the, that may factor into he might be a part of the Intelligentsia, which is probably leaning more towards not a uh, super villain group headed by Dr. Doom and MODOK, and more likely just a commentary on the world we live in today where people can be angry at each other online and um, make bad stuff happen, which also was kind of the plot of Matt Reeves' Batman movie that just came out recently that like when you think about the crux of that movie it was bad people online banding together to try to kill people which i don't think makes a lot of sense but maybe that is a commentary on where we are in the world today and maybe that's where this is leaning towards to to that point now that you mention it, the dark web sounds like something that Batman would have invented to fight crime. <laughs> yeah. Not that is used against him to incite riots. Poetry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think the best part about this episode, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, Emil Blonsky, getting him back in was great. Um, yeah. He is, uh, ooh, what's the name of that actor? I've said him multiple times and I can't think of his name now. Tim Roth. I think seeing yep. Tim Roth again was a lot of fun. Um, I, I really like where they're going with this character of him being just like a real zinned out yeah. former supervillain and, uh, leading a group of, 
uh, other powered peoples to to control their powers. I think that's kind of fun. I do think he'll probably have a heel turn at some point and have to fight Jennifer Walters, but I really actually thought this episode was funny. There's a lot of fun little Easter eggs, and uh, it moved, it progressed the plot finally. I'm starting to think that we might get an episode at the end, and this might be too high hopes, where like every person we've met ends up, and all the scenes that we thought were stupid and pointless, ends up having a point. I don't know that this show is good enough to pull it off, right. but I'm starting to get that idea that that's where they're leaning to. Kind of like in Moon Knight, how every single conversation in Moon Knight ended up paying off at some point. I think this one was yeah. just doing it slower. Um, I will say I have a different take on what Abomination is going to do. I think Tim Roth at one point will change into Abomination, breaking his parole, but he will do it to aid She-Hulk. Oh, okay. Uh, showing his his true and complete turnaround that he would even be selfless enough to go back to prison um, because he feels like it's the right thing to do to protect the innocent. You know, cool. To f- truly be the good guy, which he thought he was being the whole time. Sure, and then maybe setting him up uh, to be in the Thunderbolts movie. Coming yeah. Out. That would be really neat, yeah. actually. And, th- and that's how they get him back out, is they say... Uh, we promise, you know, we'll get you out of prison and now you can come be kind of a good guy. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to touch on when you talked about that opening scene where she's getting ready and stuff. Um, it is nice to know that there is another adult who watches the Muppets. <laughs> and, that it has, and that it has nothing to do with their parent company, Disney. <laughs> and that it's it's just regular adults just enjoying the Muppets <laughs> like we all do. Disney doesn't own The Sopranos, do they? No, they can't. HBO's got on that. That's so funny. Surely. I didn't put two and two together on that. No, that's funny. Um, and then, and then also on the uh, elongated car drive scene where it's like back and forth, and you know she's just driving forever and ever. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's that kind of boring shot. Boring shot is intercut with a nostalgic song that everyone's just like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite. And then it goes right back to being <laughs> yeah, yeah. boring again. It's very predictable, and I love it every time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get me every time with it. Um, one thing uh, I did I did like about the little circle of supervillains or whatever it was he was calling that getaway place. The, that uh, group session. Yeah, the poster behind his head said, Obama stay. <laughs> which, I, which for whatever reason when I saw I it, I was, that I was cracking up and I missed a whole bunch of dialogue because I was like that's funny like I don't care yeah. who you are that's that's funny but I think that this episode actually set up quite a bit of things and I feel like it's going to be a, a sprint to the finish here um, because of what happens in this episode and I'm probably wrong uh, and that's probably just going to hurt me a week from now but uh, no. I do hope I do hope that at this point we never actually see Daredevil. I want them to <laughs> just keep teasing me with it. I want like <laughs> season five of She-Hulk Attorney at Law to be like, and this time you finally get Daredevil. And we're, and we're all just like, I don't believe I don't you. I'll keep anymore. coming back just in case. So in, <laughs> that's funny. In this episode, we're introduced to Manbull, um, who is just a regular person who gets... Uh, Injected with bull serum, and I'm now sorry, he looks what was like that. that? One? What, was, what was he injected serum. with? Serum. Yep. yep. Okay. Just want to make we sure. Get, uh, like a Red Bull. El Aguila, who is a mutant uh, in the comics. Hey. He is bi- wow. like bioelectricity. Yeah. Well, no, he was very explicitly not a matador. He yeah. Was upset. I don't know much of him 
from the comics. You get Porcupine in this episode, <laughs> who is a longtime uh, Ant-Man villain in the comics. Really? Uh, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. The, the two that I really enjoyed, though, was Saracen, um, who was like, I kept talking about blood. He's got to be a yeah. vampire. He is... Yeah, knock off Morbius. Yeah, Screen Crush tells me he's in the Blade um, comics, which I've never read one, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, but apparently he's a vampire in the Blade uh, movies, or in the Blade comic books, which he does freak out about blood, and he makes yeah. a couple comments throughout that they don't say, hey, this guy's a vampire. But I'm pretty sure this is just being like, by the way, there's been vampires in the MCU this whole time. You've just never known about it. Here's Blade in a couple years, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they do call him a vampire at one point. Oh, circle. really? Yeah. yeah. I remember he's, he's talking about blood, and they're like, dude, it's not about blood. Relax. Like, um, I don't know if it was ever explicitly stated. I, I think it was very explicitly when they introduced him. But I, I think it, that whole scene is also really interesting because you have a circle of villains, and then... Like, you, you kind of put us in that kind of safe space where you're allowed to talk about your feelings. And then they introduce from the yurt one of the guys that attacked She-Hulk. And so it kind of puts you at unease. And they keep mentioning blood. And so you're always kind of hinting at the fact that are they the ones that are trying to get her blood? Sure. Is Emil yeah. Blonsky really behind this the whole time? Right. And it ends up that he's not. And I kind of, well, we don't know for sure, but it seems like he's not. And I kind of like that. Yeah, and... And that that was the last one. The wrecker comes back um, in this episode, and my favorite part of the whole series, I think, is when he walks in and she breaks the fourth wall. And she goes, "Did we do it previously on this guy? I don't <laughs> care. Do it, do it right now. Do it previously on this guy." And then they give you the the backstory of him trying to get her blood in the second or third episode or whatever. Um, I thought that was that was my favorite part of the series. I think when she yeah. demanded a previously on <laughs> about that guy, uh, I thought that was great, man. I uh, I did love the group scene a lot, like you were talking about. I thought it was really affirming, and I think we all need a man bull in our life. <laughs> <laughs> Someone I, to tell our secrets to. I love that within a two-minute monologue, they were all ready to go kill Josh. Like, that was yes. <laughs> really yeah. sweet. <laughs> and that's what made me, I guess, think that they they weren't trying to set up, like, a, are these the bad guys? Aren't these the bad guys? Um, just because they were all so fired up for... Right. saying, hey, why don't you just be in your gen form right now? And at that point, I was like, uh-oh, he's going to stab her with something. Yes, and then they were just yes. there to talk about her feelings and why she was she didn't need She-Hulk and all that. Um, I, I agree with you. I wanted to get to the last scene. There's a lot to unpack with the last scene of the show where we see that Josh was, in fact, of nefarious intent, which Crawford called. One of us called it. Crawford called it, and I did not uh, see it coming, uh, uh, and that uh, makes me upset. It's been one of the most obvious things I've seen on TV in a while. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. You win, I lose. Um, the here's here's the thing. He does some bad stuff in this episode. First off, he copies her cell phone, and like I'm not cool with that. I don't. I don't think. First off, I don't know that we've got the technology to just place your phone another phone and it downloads the whole thing. I don't know what he's going to do with that. I don't. I don't like that. Secondly, he steals her blood, and you know that's not cool. You you shouldn't steal blood. I think we all know that. You know, not a cool Did thing he? to do. Couldn't disagree more, Kyle. I feel like everyone has a right to... <laughs> and third <laughs> of all, the worst thing that he could have done was he took a picture of her sleeping. If anybody yeah. out there has ever been photographed while sleeping, you know that's such an a-hole thing to do. Like, what a D-bag this guy is. Like, sure, copy my phone. Sure, steal my blood. A picture <laughs> of me sleeping? 
Like that is super villain intent. Um, <laughs> then he then he texts someone in his phone called Hulk King with the picture of a syringe, green vial, and blood. I think um, with the uh, as he's leaving her apartment. Um, so first off, that guy's a total d bag, and Crawford called it. Secondly, who is Hulk King? Um, my first initial thought was, okay, he's working for the leader. This is how we get, you know, more Hulks running around. And then I think I started piecing the dots together. This guy is probably a dude named hate monger from the comics. whose big thing is being on the internet and being just awful to people. Um, we already know the intelligence is out there, which is just an internet site that's devoted to killing She-Hulk or canceling She-Hulk. And, uh, this guy doesn't seem... Like, he's probably super-powered or whatever. So, instead of this being the leader or, like, Kingpin or something, I'm going to go ahead and assume that the big bad of this show is actually not a big bad. It is just some people on the internet that suck. Which isn't that 2022. And, you know, maybe maybe some big bads will get their hands on the blood of She-Hulk because of this. But I'm starting to think that they're is no real big bad behind the scenes. And I hope I'm wrong. What, do you, what did you guys take from that? I feel like that's what I was trying to say earlier when I was saying, I don't think, you know, I, I was waiting for the reveal of who the big bad is. I was waiting for this show to get somewhere, like, really intense. And I, I, I don't think it's it's going to be a Avengers-level crisis. I think we're just going to have some real-world, you know, a, a, a real world look at what it's like to be a superhero and kind of not want to go around saving cities and risking your life and you just kind of want to live your life and i i like that i like there to be some variety and in the intensity of my superhero stories i don't i don't think if everything is a thanos level villain then it doesn't make thanos as, as cool they're kind of just every run-of-the-mill um super villain so i i like that this is where I think the show is going. It's taken me seven episodes to kind of get on board with that thought. I it could be wrong. It could be super interesting and exciting at the end, and that that that's fine too. But I I think that this is kind of like an Ant Man kind of you know filler in between the sure. Infinity I, War. I I maybe I I might have misspoke. I don't think that this Josh guy is working for a big bad. I think it's going to be like a funny haha twist that he's just a troll on the internet. But I do think that this series is going to directly lead into Captain America 4. Um, I do think that somehow the blood sample that he got, for whatever reason, is going to end up being in the hands of the leader. And there's going to end up being some bad hulks running around. Or maybe that's why Kingpin is now super strong and could rip the door off of the car in yeah, in uh, Hawkeye. Um, I think there's, I think there's going to be a big thing that pushes this towards the MCU in a big fashion. I wouldn't be surprised if She-Hulk is in Captain America for helping, uh, yeah. Captain America fight a bunch of Hulks. Um, so I, I think it's going to end up that way, but I think they're going to put a funny spin on like, no, this guy's just an internet troll and the intelligentsia is just full of internet trolls. I think it might come down to something you said previously, Kyle, about, a uh, weird guy who went on a date with her and then also is a big client of the firm mm. uh, and was like obsessed with her skin and blood and stuff the whole time. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he is behind the whole thing. 
and that he runs some big biotech company or something like that. Todd. And is trying to, uh, you know, sell Hulk abilities sure. type thing. And that's how we end up with a bunch of bad Hulks running around. Uh, maybe the leader steals it from him. I don't know. Maybe he's working for the leader. Uh, who knows? But I could see him coming back and that being the twist funny reveal of like, remember that weird guy from episode four? Yeah. Turns out he was bad the whole time. I, I, I think there's a chance that every single person we saw that was in that in her dating montage, everybody she's come into in the courtroom, I think there's a chance that it all ties back in together and maybe I'm giving Marvel too much credit, but they've done that before. And so I wouldn't be shocked if they did it again. And they made it cool, and they made this kind of the jumping off point for the next big movie. Um, and actually, Captain America 4 is not the next big movie, but it's maybe the one where this fits the most. That's why I think in the next episode or two, we're going to get Daredevil helping her, trying to get her blood sample back from whatever bad guy <laughs> it what is. Think. And then they think, yeah, right? And then they you figure out it's just Daredevil. a bunch of internet trolls, and they're like, well, um, yeah. So that's kind of where I see this. But you, you know think- what? Do you think this show ends with a big fight or a big courtroom scene? I think it'll end with a big courtroom scene. I think the eighth episode's probably a big fight, and then the ninth episode is the courtroom scene, if I had to guess. Two things. One, I think the show ends with Jennifer Walker Walters walking down the street and her, you know, has her big ending speech and then it ends and she's walking, and she's like, Oh yeah, we promised you Daredevil. And it just pans across the street and he's just walking with his stick down the street as uh, that'd be amazing yeah Matt Murdock Matt Murdock yeah sorry I, I kept thinking of the actor's name um, two in episode two of She-Hulk on our podcast I raved that I wanted Man Elephant to show up <laughs> in this show and yeah. I'm not saying I got exactly what I wanted but I feel like I kind of called Man Man Bull Man Bull, man bull. yeah 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 I'm pretty happy with that I'm pretty excited the fact that this show gave me Man Bull I wanted Man Elephant, but I'll take what I can get. And that's all we got for She-Hulk. We're pretty whatever about the whole series. This one was more fun, though. Looking forward to see how this series wraps up. Uh, One show that I'm pretty sure all of us are dying to talk about, House of the Dragon, Episode 7. And our breakdown is next on Not the Podcast. episode.